Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Donovan Mitchell, third-year pro off of Bogdanovich pick. Gives to Boyan straight away on Lonzo. He's got 35. He rises and fires for three. No. Five seconds left. Two-point game. Here comes Ingram driving. Gobert at the rim. Scoop, no. Rebound favors, no. Ball game. Utah wins another close one. Are they calling a foul or not? No. No foul call. No. That's it. And Utah prevails by two. It's tough to see from this angle. Right but you there. can see it right there on his left arm. This should be the best look, right? It's definitely a foul. There. My thing is, what are they reviewing now? There's the foul. Right. I got the rebound and just push the ball, and I just went to contest the shot. Spray my shit. I mean, uh, I went straight up in my arms. And, uh, I know I hit the ball in my, I hit the ball in my, my, in my form. And then we just both, we fell with the momentum and just, he pulled me down and we fell. All right, Gordon, we'll get to um, my, uh, uh, the, we'll revisit our topic here coming up momentarily, but let's talk about the foul because that was the most controversial thing of the game last night, even though a lot of other interesting stuff happened. But Rudy Gobert uh, challenged Brandon Ingram, shot at the rim in the final seconds. Uh, Ingram missed. Derek Favors got the rebound and the game ended. Uh, and Rudy Gobert fouled him. It well, so he, uh, he, let me let me start off by saying this. I if don't he hadn't put his left arm over, uh, then he would he would have been better served in that particular moment. But he did, and there was contact with the arm. But here's what I don't understand: Why is this so controversial? Why why was this such a big deal online? Why is because this so it happened in the last second of the game? Uh, okay, why. so we're we're surprised that a a, a a brainless corrupt moron missed a call at the end of the game. I mean, how often <laughs> does this happen? Donovan Mitchell was absolutely mauled at the end of the game against Memphis. You know, they didn't call it. Why why is this particular one controversial? Because it's Rudy. I mean, the refs missed a call, and you could make an argument that it was a mutual foul. Yes, you can you, make the argument that there was an offensive foul right, involved in but, the play. But they missed both of them. Yeah. And are you and I sitting here today? Where 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 is the surprise here? Well, uh, yeah, but if it had gone the other way and the Jazz had been jobbed as they were in the, in the example that you were talking about with Donovan Mitchell, we talked about it. We complained about that. But I mean, it's this particular one seemed like a bigger deal. Like I'm, I'm seeing on Twitter all these national guys weigh in on it, and it's this huge thing that's like spinning out. Of, is it, maybe it is the Rudy factor because he's really good at defense, and maybe people it could but, be. I hope it doesn't hurt his reputation with officials moving forward because there are oftentimes fouls called against him where it's clean. And so if it resonates in the minds of officials that, man, you can't let Rudy get away with that, then they're going to blow the whistle more often. That could be the one detrimental thing to it. But this other stuff you're talking about is just going to blow in the wind. So this, this is the NBA. This is what refs swallowing their whistles in the last seconds of games for years yeah. has done. Because Rudy had nothing to lose, so you might as well be aggressive. It was a great that, play on Rudy's part, you and know? That, and that's why there is this there has been, been this conversation forever. I remember having this discussion 30 years ago, Jake, that uh, should a player in the final seconds of a game move toward the basket or stop and pop to avoid the contact that is so often not called in that moment. Well, and Ingram didn't. He went to the basket. Rudy was there. He tapped him on the arm with his left arm, 
and it wasn't called. And since there was no call, you can't review a no call. Right. And, and there, you know, do you think that uh, the referees didn't know the rules, or do you think that they were actually? Um, they looked a little reviewing confused. Clock management. Oh, that's that's what was said. But I don't. I, By I, the way, I, like over an hour after the game, they took a while to come out and and talk to the pool reporter. Hmm. Well, it was a it was a missed call, and, and missed calls in the last seconds of games will always draw more attention. There are so many missed calls within any game, and I'm telling you, when you have an opportunity, and I wish this for every one of our list, listeners, and I, I don't know whether. Whether you'll ever have an opportunity to sit near the court, but if you do, and I hope you do, and I know the seats are expensive, and but I hope at least once in your life uh, you will have the opportunity, especially those of you who love basketball, that you can be down there and you will see the missed calls over and over again, and you'll you will hear them. But it's a part of being human. It's a part of the only thing I don't like that I really do get after the official butt is the star treatment. But uh, but the mistakes, there's just no way a human can get everything right. And if he blows it in the last second of a game, then usually people are going to that's going to echo for a while. Hmm. Well, you know, there is some coincidence that it or not. Well, yeah, coincidence that it happened in New Orleans the day after the Kyle Rudolph controversy. Yeah. Yes. There's that. Poor New Orleans sports fans. Are they being picked on? Do they feel like they're being picked on? I I don't know. But, you know, one thing about Ingram, that guy has so much talent. He could really be good, but he has to watch his attitude a little bit. His body language is bad sometimes. Like, he feels like he's being picked on, like he's victimized somehow. Man, you're too good for that. Be better. Okay, but he is really good, and he is playing really well. and that's, Jazz don't have anybody who can guard him. And that's interesting because the Lakers picked Kyle Kuzma instead of Brandon Ingram, and now they're trying to trade Kyle Kuzma. So, And I think Ingram, I've always thought Ingram was better than Kuzma. Yeah. You? Well, he had a lot of potential. There's no doubt about it. All right, so let me let me uh, review the tape to, to last week when you and I were talking about Shaquille O'Neal's comments about Donovan Mitchell and why he doesn't do this more. And I got, uh, I got frustrated communicating with, with you about this particular topic because I think he is doing it. But I used uh, an argument about Shaquille O'Neal that I absolutely hate. Let's hear it. I said about Shaq, I said, you must not be watching. And I hate that argument so much. And I, I went home that night thinking, like, I don't use that argument. Why did I do that? Just because somebody disagrees with me does not mean that he's not paying attention. That they're not paying attention. That, you, know, that you know what's just anything. as bad is when people say, call other people lazy. Yeah. Because they disagree with them. Right. It's, and, it's, just, it's improper. And it left a bad taste in my mouth because I can, I can perfectly justify my opinions or I feel like I can in sports without resorting to that, well, if you don't agree with me, then you uh, uh, must have nothing between the ears because, you know, I, I hate that. And so it bothered me that I did it. And I feel like I got caught up in the moment and, and I, 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 I went too far. So I, I've been thinking about that for a while. So let's hear your apology to Shaq. And so I, I'm not apologizing to Shaq or to you. And I still think you're both wrong. But I feel like <laughs> I could have uh, expressed my side and appreciated yours a little bit better in that particular instance. So are you saying I'm sorry? No, but I'm saying. What, what, what are you saying? Then? I'm saying last night was a perfect example of what I was talking about that maybe he doesn't take a zillion shots. 
but he's still playing on that superstar level. And here's what I'm going to add to it with what I like about Donovan Mitchell. Gordon, you and I are both uh, admittedly a little skeptical. We are, mm-hmm. right? I am not apologizing. Why, why, why would you bring it up? Why wouldn't you apologize? Because I'm not Just wrong. Just say it. I, I, I apologize I know, for the way I handled it. I apologize for, okay, say, for being say, that say uh, say aggressive. It. I'm sorry. Uh, Gordon. Go ahead. You if, can say it. If your feelings were hurt, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no don't, don't qualify it. Just say, I am sorry. Uh, Gordon, uh, I apologize that... I didn't handle it better. I'm sorry! But I'm not sorry about the opinion, because I'm still right. And here's the point. So Donovan Mitchell says he's a team guy. He's out there just to get wins. Now, how many times in your illustrious career have you heard that sort of thing out of an athlete? Uh, a lot. Thousands? Yeah. And how often is that actually true? Uh, you want my skeptical side coming I do. out here? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, some of the time. Most of the time, <laughs> no, you, because because we like we live in the hundred acre wood where we like to believe that these players aren't stat hungry and that they have the best uh, uh, of the team at heart and they're willing to make sacrifices and all these things that we like to believe because it makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's rarely true because these guys are trying to make a living like anybody else. I mean, they're money motivated, and how do you get paid by having stats? And so it's it's often a, of conflicting interests. So when I hear, well, I'm just here to help the team win games, usually I roll my eyes and think, no, not really. But, you know, thanks for saying that. That's, that's nice to hear. It makes us all feel good. But in the case of Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. I truly believe that he means that when he says it. And I thought last night's game was an exact example of that because he was 7 for 18. He said after the game in previous years he would have been 7 of 25 on a night like that. But he figured out a way to affect the game differently. And I get to the, the a play that was unsuccessful down the stretch where Donovan Mitchell beat his guy and hit Royce O'Neal in the corner for a wide-open three that would have absolutely iced the game. And Royce missed it. He did. He missed it. Mm-hmm. It was There was not anybody in the same county as Royce. I mean, it was a beautiful shot for a teammate that's shooting over 40% from three that he has confidence in that's going to make that shot. And we talked last year about how, and this, my opinion, last year was Donovan needs to go one on three because the rest of these guys aren't helping yes. him anyway. So he needs to go one on three. That's not the case anymore. And Donovan made the right read. How many times have we talked about him needing to make the right read? He makes the right read, has confidence in his teammate, could have iced the game right there. It didn't go his way, but he didn't make the selfish play. And, I, and that's such a superstar. I, that's, that's wanting to win. It is. That's it not is. thinking of yourself. That's thinking of your team. That's putting your money where your mouth is. However, you take a poll of Jazz fans, which would you rather have? Donovan Mitchell take a contested shot or have Royce O'Neal take an open shot in that situation. And I know that Royce is statistically doing really well from the three-point line. But how do you think they would vote on that? Because situations are important and timing of something like that. That was a critical possession. If the Jazz score on that possession, they win the game. Boom. Game over. So which do you think they would prefer to have, Royce O'Neal with an open shot or Donovan Mitchell with a contested shot? This year, in the case of last night's game, give me Royce from the corner every time. 
Every time. Every time, he's really? Shooting, he's shooting over 40% yeah, yeah, for three. But, he's, but Donovan's your closer. He is. And this was a better shot, more high percentage, and Donovan saw it. The offense worked. The offense worked and got the shot that they want, and he, he just missed it. He didn't miss it badly. I'm, I'm not arguing your point, but I am bringing up another aspect to the whole thing, that just because if he had taken that shot, Jake, it wouldn't have necessarily meant he was being a selfish player. I agree. I, I agree with that. Because sometimes a, a star player has to be a star. I, and I, we've seen that from Donovan at times. But, but he, even LeBron, uh, someone who, I mean, the best basketball player on the planet for what, the past decade? Uh, even he has done those sorts of things. Remember, he used to be criticized for it. Don, uh, I mean, LeBron, you should take that last shot. Now, not give it up. I, and, and he would give it up at times, and Donovan did the same thing. I rarely agree with that criticism, by the way. Just, just saying. I re- like I remember when when uh, LeBron passed Udonis Haslam when he was with the Heat here playing against the Jazz, and Udonis missed a, just an elbow jumper that he probably makes eight out of ten times. It was the right play. Even 100%. The, even, the, even the greatest ever, Michael Jordan did it with Steve Kerr and B.J. Armstrong. And, and there was a who's the other one? Paxton. Yeah, maybe it was Paxton and not B.J. I think you're right. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. but yeah, he has famous passes in clutch moments, yeah. and he didn't take or he didn't make every clutch shot he took either. Neither did Kobe. Neither did Kobe Bryant. So i I think we're seeing I think we're seeing Donovan's growth, and I think he legit just wants to win, and he's helping his team do that. And, and it might have something to do with the fact that even though he brought up last year, he if he he would have gone seven and twenty five, whatever, he knew he wasn't really feeling it. Although he did hit that nice mid range shot that was important for the Jazz cause. But, uh, you know, maybe uh, if he had felt like, man, I can't miss, maybe he would have uh, done something himself. But in that circumstance, whatever the reason was, he had a reason for it and he did it. And even though he didn't, uh, Royce O'Neal did not make that shot. you can't argue with his thought process. But there was a fast break last night where Donovan could have taken it to the basket and instead got a transition three for George Niang, which he knocked down. I mean, George, he's Donovan's doing all these little things, and the assist is not necessarily an unselfish stat anymore. It's just not. Just because Luka Doncic gets ten assists doesn't mean he had an unselfish game. James Harden the same way. Donovan makes a lot of passes where because he beats his guy or because he handles the pick and roll correctly, that he's getting an open shot for a guy three passes later. And that's extremely unselfish basketball because he's not getting any sort of stat for that. But it was his initial decision and play that opened up a swing-swing pass for George Niang in the corner. I mean, he's doing these little things that are unselfish and superstar level, in my opinion. And he's learned. Who is really good at that, and I've brought him up before, but Jeff Warnasek did that a lot. He would make the pass before the pass that ended up being the assist uh, for a basket. James Harden isn't doing that. If James Harden passes you the ball, you better make that shot because he <laughs> wants that assist. Uh, it's true. Brother. It's true. So, anyway, I, I, I think last night was an exa- excellent example of actually how good Donovan is. Uh, and I wanted to take a look at it because it wasn't necessarily the night where he scored 35 points. And he was still awesome. We can also get into well, let's tear this game apart last night some more. Well, should we congratulate uh, Boyan Bogdanovich on on quite a feat? 
Something that hasn't happened in 20 years? <laughs> 35 points, no assists, no rebounds. Why are you blowing through the tees? <laughs> what are you doing? Austin! Everybody already knows this! Austin. You knew he was going to do that. What just happened? <laughs> that This is Gordon's specialty. I don't know no, what we're going to do, do next. I don't do that often anymore. But wow. I, I, I just, everyone, wow. everyone knows. Everyone knows that already, don't they? Well, what do you want to tease next, Gordon? What, what do you, you, you want? All kinds of good stuff. Want to get into? <laughs> well, that'll keep them. What uh, uh, what uh, shoes JJ Redick was wearing last night? I mean, <laughs> Bogdanovich did have himself a game, and we need to get into that. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. I think see, he pretty much uh, sums CJ, it up. I'm sorry. I think he got. To I'm it, sorry. So. I blew through your tease. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not afraid to say it. Real men can say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. <laughs> Love means never having to say you're sorry. Is that the dumbest line in movie history? I like it that I express a little regret and you do nothing but rake me over the coals about some apology part of it. I thought it was. I thought it was quite heartfelt. I I think about the way that we interact, Gordon, and I process it and I try to improve. Ah, noble. That's very good of you. You know, I and I think that coming up next, we should talk about something Boyan Bogdanovich did last night that hasn't happened in two decades. <laughs> Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs>